The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton coming to you from beautiful, wonderful Southern California. It is a gorgeous day out there. I've actually been up for quite some time, several hours, uh, getting ready for this show. This show this week will be on artificial intelligence. It's the second part of a series. Last week we talked about artificial intelligence and how bad guys use it and uh, where it's going, what it is, and like that. And this time we're also going to talk about artificial intelligence and how the good guys use it and uh, how it can be used to save a child's life and to find child pornography and like that. So we're going to get deep into it. Uh, This show is brought to you by Million Kids, that is M-I-L-L-I-O-N, Million Kids, because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. And uh, most of you that follow this program know of me. I have spent much of my old age life, <laughs> started to say adult life, but I'm not sure I've grown up yet. Anyway, uh, trying to solve problems related to child sexual exploitation. Uh, we literally are known for tens of thousands of hours of research, especially having to do with technology and how it affects crime and crime solving. I just released my new book called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. And uh, if you want to purchase that book, of course, it's available at Amazon. But if you'll purchase it at meandkids.org, I'll sign it and send it to you and you can help fund this work. I really uh, do want to say thank you for all the people that help fund this work. Uh, It is very, very hard to raise funds for education and prevention and intervention. Everybody wants to give donations to uh, to the safe houses for the victims, but I'm like, for every victim, there's another two or three million kids that we can keep out of it. Wouldn't we want to invest in keeping our kids safe so they don't end up in a safe house? And so I'm always banging my head against the wall for that. Well, in the book, Societal Shift, there is a chapter called Crowdsourcing. I am going to get to artificial intelligence. I'm not ignoring that in any way, but I want to make a connection here to this crowdsourcing idea and how all of this new technology is changing crime and crime solving. The idea of crowdsourcing is that we began to notice, we being million kids and myself that is doing all this research, we began to notice how uh, the pedophiles are finding each other on the internet and forming large-scale rings. Now, they're able to do this, by the way, because of a lot of these new technologies that we talk about, where they begin to find images, uh, you know, they they place art images within many of the uh, the graphic arts, and it starts to tell them, I'm into four-year-olds, I'm into teenagers, like that. They form these rings, and most of the time, these guys have never met each other. 
And they began then to share and they make sure that, you know, by sharing photos and things like that, that they're not law enforcement officers and gather and they form large scale rings. And they actually give themselves names. And many of these people never meet each other in real person. They'll they'll be from all over the United States, sometimes, <clears throat> excuse me, sometimes all around the world. Well, there's a headline on our uh, Facebook site uh, today at me and kids on Facebook. This is how nine sexual predators got hundreds of girls to trust them. And uh, it is all about the crowdsourcing. I write about it in that chapter. And now these people are starting to get uh, charged and prosecuted. And they're getting some very long sentences. That just makes my heart warm, quite frankly. I guess the the ringleader broke down and sobbed in court saying, please, judge, give me another uh, chance when he got a 40-year uh, sentence instead of life. Uh, but what what they basically did is they all came together. They used fake profiles and stolen pictures. Now, one of the things I want to bring up here is just what happens to your photo when you post it on the Internet. Now, we are long past the stage of not posting photos. We're, we're putting our nine-year-olds on TikTok, and they are uh, freeze-framing their photo into a uh, uh, a Chinese website, and it is being stored by a Chinese app company, and it will be used all over the world. We are long past the stage of keeping our photos off there. It would just never occur to anybody. We probably post new photos at least once a day. Many teenagers post photos sometimes several times an hour. So what they did is they basically went on and they uh, used fake fo- profiles and stolen pictures of teenagers then they scoured popular social media sites looking for possible victims. Their hunting grounds were, were GIFYO, Periscope, You Now, and My Laugh Out Loud. Now, I'm going to tell you that you probably, if you're an adult parent, have never heard of My LOL. It is a prolific dating site that is being used by pedophiles to meet young kids. And uh, if you follow Million Kids on Facebook, which I hope you'll do because it is not a social site. It is an education, free education site. I am not a fan of Facebook, but we use it to educate you. I spend thousands of hours researching this stuff, and that's how we get it out there to you. And My Laugh Out Loud is one of the most prolific for teenagers on a dating site, so these pedophiles know that. And it was uh, my LOL was the group's primary hunting ground where the online predators pretended to be teen boys would comment on it. They would bring what they would do is wait and not comment on the new photos that the girls would put up, but they would wait and find some old photos or an old video. That way, it wouldn't be nearly so suspicious to the teenager. Uh, and they would wait and find one of these that the girl had posted. And then that way they would kind of get the attention of the uh, girl who did the posting. You see, one of the problems as pedophiles have is even getting the attention because our kids are talking to so many strangers. How do they stand out in a crowd? That is one of the things that concerns me with TikTok. TikTok is not a bad app. I'm on it. It's a lot of fun. 
Uh, we did a couple of whole shows on it, so I'm not going to take up the time on this show. I want to talk about artificial intelligence. But basically, you freeze frame your picture on there, and then you can distort your face, except that's being stored on there. And then you go out, you make a 15-second video that you want to go viral. So when I educate teenagers, we talk about what that means, and you need to understand that from a standpoint of of artificial intelligence. It has five components. Uh, You freeze frame your picture. You make a 15-second video so that you can go viral. It is the biggest app in the world now and the fastest growing app, so you have to be really competitive to get your video to go viral. But if you did this in your bedroom, they know where you live because it has a geo-based function. This is going to be part of artificial intelligence. That's why I'm taking up your time with this. So your facial photo, geo-based, it has your profile. It cannot be private. So they know whatever you put in your profile. And they can text back to your mobile phone because it's connected to the mobile phone. And right now you can give virtual coins. Now it won't be long till you'll be able to give real money. And that will change the world as our kids start making amateur pornography and selling it out there around the world and collecting the money on the Bitcoin account. That, I am predicting, will mostly take place on sites like Chat Roulette and uh, Live Me and like that. So what you have is everything about the child. The big problem is we're putting our children on there younger and younger, and mom and dad have no clue what TikTok is. So our 9, 10, 11-year-old kids are now on the World Wide Web. It will change the way pedophiles access your child, and it will change the way your child perceives relationships. In other words, no more are we friending and unfriending and knowing everybody in a chat room. When you go on TikTok, you want to be famous. So you perform, and it goes out to tens of thousands of people who can immediately respond back to you. And this is going to be the way of the future. Live Me is one of those right now. It is not bad technology, but it will be dangerous technology if you, mom and dad, do not understand how it works and we don't educate our children, which is exactly why I want a documentary. I'm desperately trying to fund a documentary. I just need $40,000 more to make this documentary. Um, We have to explain to kids how the Internet works. I just did that to 800 kids day before yesterday. I'm getting old. I need a way to get this out across the nation. Kids will tell you, God, nobody ever explained this to me, you know, how it works. I, I can't believe we put our kids on the World Wide Web, but we don't explain how it works. So anyway, what happened here with this group is that they gave each other names You can read all about this in the book, Societal Shift. Just go to millionkids.org. The hunters sought out the girls on the social media and lured them to the chat rooms. The talkers took over the talking and convinced the girls to undress and engage in sexual activity by talking to them about a variety of subjects like school, family, sports, and sex. You see, these guys are really, really smooth. If they thought that they were starting to look like a pedophile, they'd back off and you'd be turned over to the next guy. And so they were very, very successful. Our kids are lambs before the slaughter. They would give them dares. They would give them polls to take. They would put them in competition. They would literally lead the girls to engage in sexual activity on camera. They they would show them certain behaviors. They showed them photos of other kids that they had got to masturbate or remove their clothes or engage in sex acts. 
They conducted polls to subtly manipulate the victim into specific activities. And this was polls about which members believed the girl was pretty or cute or nice. They would do dares and then graduate into uh, votes. They would do competitions, you know, and this went on and on. You may want to see this. My point is this is what we call crowdsourcing. None of the kids in that group understood that they had been profiled and sought out and were being manipulated and that they were talking to literally six different men in six different states, all pretending to be a a friend, someone they knew. And then the next thing you know, they would get, you know, uh, what we call sextorted. They would get blackmailed and their lives became living hell. So I want to get going into this artificial intelligence on this and how we find guys like that. Because basically what they're doing is they're child pornographers. Yes, they're sextorting and blackmailing to get those photographs, but they are collecting photos of young kids, minors, without their clothes on. My name is Opal Singleton. The show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We're up against that break and we'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific time 3 p.m eastern time on the voice america sports channel seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic opal singleton president of million kids has written a powerful book for parents educators civic leaders and first responders about how predators use social media apps 
chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about artificial intelligence, what it is, and in this case, how it can be used to solve crimes against children. So what is artificial intelligence? Well, basically, it's machine learning. It's, uh, you know, it's very complicated, but let's try to get it down to, you know, uh, the basic street level talk. Basically, what happens is you feed a massive amount of data into a computer and then you teach it to sort the data in a wide variety of ways and draw conclusions. And then programmers sit there and decide, you know, whether or not they draw, uh, was able to draw the right conclusion. And if not, they retrain it to draw the right conclusion. So this is uh, kind of reaching some crazy, crazy level, but we're just getting started. I would guess that if I'm back here at this microphone in one year, where this is going will just be absolutely mind-boggling, and we're at the toddler stage of literally artificial intelligence. So uh, basically, you know, they have a lot of fun things they do with it. Uh, They're they're using things like uh, natural language processing. When you put in your GPS on your car, you can get different kinds of voices, I had a French guy on there. He was really irritating me. <laughs> He'd say, you're mobile. <laughs> I'm like, I got rid of him. It's always interesting to me, by the way. I digress a minute. But we get these voices in our lives like GPS or Siri or like that, you know. I used to irritate me with my husband. He couldn't stand it when I gave him instructions on where to go. But he let Siri talk to her, to him. He let that little honey on my GPS give him instructions. He just didn't want to hear it for me. <laughs> so it's always kind of interesting what we do. But have you ever thought about the voices that are coming in? Those are, uh, in essence, a form of artificial intelligence that have heard speech over and over and over. Gets It gets corrected. I had one that had a speech defect one time on a Honda truck. <laughs> <laughs> How can you be this way? You could, you know, make a left turn on central. <laughs> it was funny. But anyway, back to that. So you get these voices and those speech patterns are a form of artificial intelligence. 
When you are talking to Siri or Alexa, that is artificial intelligence. They have programmed uh, a voice recognition to put some logic in it. And over and over, when you ask for something, it then connects out. And in, in the many cases, like Alexa, you get connected to Google and they they then do the searches and they go, you want this pizza place down the street? You know, they deliver and they're open till nine o'clock. That is a form of artificial intelligence that is kind of harmless and a lot of fun. You'll see, you know, chess playing computers and we're getting self-driving cars. Uh, All of that is relying on deep learning and a lot of data that is being manipulated over and over by technology, by uh, computer programmers and like that and developing and recognizing patterns of data and solving problems and like that. So it develops a logic. And, you know, basically there are many, many ways this is working, but it is really about to explode. This is possible because, number one, the speed of computing, the speed of communicating, we're all about to get 5G, the book Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls, is all about how the entire world will be connected by Internet next year and how it is truly a historical time. Now, I wrote that book more from the standpoint of how in the heck do we educate our kids about what this is about so they understand that they're on the World Wide Web. And uh, most of them do not. But on a technology point of view, this is getting massive. You know, you have organizations that are geo-mapping every square millimeter of our Earth, including your blood veins in there. They're mapping and storing and reporting all your facial identity. I'm going to get to that in a minute because what started this conversation for me was a headline about IBM. But they're mapping everything, and they store that data, and then they overlay that data, and they put it out there to make decisions. Now, along with that is coming on your facial recognition and your child's facial recognition. That is the disturbing part for me about TikTok, but it is now taking place with all apps out there. They seduce your child into getting their picture on there, their face on there, so that the child thinks it's kind of fun to get big ears and fat lips, except they've just recorded their facial recognition, and that will be overlaid for eternity all around the world. So, you know, we're not going to be able to stop this, but who is educating our children about that? By the way, the same thing's about to happen with your thumbprint. You know, they're using your facial recognition for security and your thumbprint for security. So this is changing all over the world as we get these huge cloud uh, storage capability. This is only possible by being able to store and manipulate and assort multi-trillions, kazillions, is that a good word, amounts of data out there and overlay it and sometimes that's good you know when you when you go out there when you when you search for instance I was I always liked a kid a while back I was researching a bunch of sex stuff and I was trying to buy a new front door and you know as soon as I would look at a front door then the next day I'm over here researching some sex type stuff and I have front doors all over my sex research sites 
you know, because they knew I did that. They are selling that, your every click, your every search, your every location out to everybody they can. I often say they'll sell it to Republicans, to Democrats, to Presbyterians, Unitarians, and Vegetarians, and they will sell it to your telemarketer who then calls you and tries to tell you, sell you what you was researching yesterday. That's okay. That's going on right now. But where this is going is they can use it for crime and crime solving. Now, bad guys will use this to find your child. You know, I was saying about uh, apps like TikTok. Your your pedophile for your for all the pedophiles that want to reach your child, they no longer have to wade through Instagram to find your child and seduce them. Your child wants to go viral, and so they are performing on the World Wide Web. And all the pedophile has to do is sign up and wait. And then they come out there, but they already know a lot about your child. And they, you know, easily, if they can get the facial image of your child, all they have to do is find all the other facial images on there. The reason I started the artificial intelligence com- uh, conversation here with this story about all of these crowdsourcing pedophiles is they would locate, they would use not the latest posting of your child, but they would locate older postings to impress your child and disarm them so that they wouldn't think that this is an instant pedophile and they would use a different criteria in building that information. Well, this uh, search and this show uh, research started for me because Uh, of uh, headlines that are on the Facebook page and also on exploited crimes that are connected to this. If you go to exploitedcrimes.com, go to listen, go all the way down, you'll see this show on there and you can download it, you can share it with everybody you want. The headline was about IBM and the headline in this one was facial recognition systems trained on millions of photos of people without their consent. Now, there's another headline uh, related to that. IBM's photo scraping scandal shows what a weird bubble AI researchers live in. And basically what they're saying here is that uh, NBC published a story. The headline was Facial Recognition's Dirty Little Secrets, Millions of Online Photos Scraped Without Consent. Basically, IBM uh, scraped off, that is meaning they put out an algorithm, a bot. It is basically, um, let me give you an example. If you put dye in your veins, you can go and that dye will go all throughout your body, and that's a network investigative tool. It'll tell you everywhere that's in there. Well, a bot will tell you if there's, uh, you know, specific kinds of blood counts or something going on inside your body. So what they've done is released uh, uh, basically an algorithm that's going through and picking up tens of millions of photos, or in this case, a million. They were mainly using uh, Flickr in this case. They say they hoovered it up. They're saying it's like a big sucking vacuum going through all these databases where they are looking uh, using an algorithm and hashtags, and what they're doing is looking for facial photos that they can kind of suck up. Well, to read this article, you can hear all my paper. You have I no idea how much paper I have here because I do a lot of research. It says um, IBM used around one million images from the data set in its diversity and faces research that aimed to improve. AI's historical issue with identifying women and people with darker skin. 
So your my point here is they're using it first of all to profile, and also build. And, and you have to profile if you're going to do AI because the whole idea is you're looking for facial recognition to build databases for specific data sets of people. Uh, the AI systems learn what they're taught, and if they're not taught with robust and diverse data sets, accuracy and fairness could be at risk. That's a line of BS that they're feeding you about exactly why they did this. The researchers claim that publicly available images are the best way of ensuring training data is large enough and diverse enough to reflect the distribution of faces types and on and on and on. And they really went in on Flickr. My point is, all over the world, they're gathering up this data, data on you and data on our kids. And we're going to talk about how that's used in crime solving in the next segment. We're up against that break, so stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This is Opal Singleton with Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. Please go to Facebook on Million Kids or go to millionkids.org and donate so that we can continue to educate 
young people especially and their parents and law enforcement and everybody else we can on how this works. So I want to get deep into this. How do we use photo DNA? How do we use artificial intelligence? How do we use technology for crime and crime solving? Last week we talked about how bad this is is with these cases. Uh, And it will get worse. One of the things that is disturbing me is that nobody is talking about this to our children or our parents. Very few are. I try to do all that I can, but I need a bigger megaphone uh, to do that. That's why I want to make the documentary. So what is happening? It first started with photo DNA. That is a form of artificial intelligence in a way. What basically, in a nutshell, what we're talking about is that all over the world, information is being gathered. It's being gathered in your own home when you have uh, Internet of Things. Um, You put a baby monitor in there. They gather that. They transmit back. You uh, order a pizza online. They know where you live. They know what your taste is in pizzas and and, uh, how often you eat pizza. Uh, Even your refrigerator will be gathering information, Siri and uh, Alexa, you know, for all your searches. Every search, everything you do on the phone, they'll say, can we allow your location? And they will take your location. You know, uh, Google Maps, you know, they drive by your house and take a photo of your house. There will be absolutely nothing left about your body they won't know. Uh, where you're at, what your taste is, if what what even your taste in sex is. This is the way of the future. So you have to accept that at this point. However, you know, you also need to understand what that means. We, it literally has become a world without borders and a home without walls. They know what is going on inside your house, what TV you're watching, what, uh, you know, what uh, political assets you are, uh, whether you're white, black, short, fat, you know, whatever. So they know that. So pedophiles can use these things to molest our children. So about 2009, Microsoft, this is the first uh, line of this, Microsoft developed photo DNA. And basically it's an algorithm. And the whole, all of this is based on the fact that all out there is massive amounts of data that is coming in and going out every day. So how do we find the pedophile? This became necessary because what happened is because of technology, pedophiles could meet in the clear web, find each other, and build large-scale organizations in the dark web. And you literally have to re-qualify to be part of that organization to make sure you're not a cop. They found one up in Canada. I can't say the word, but it looks like Archnide. The playpen case is the biggest one here in, in the U.S., the arch night I had, I think the number was 436 pedophiles, uh, 436,000 pedophiles in it. Uh, Playpen had 215,000. And so how do you find those men and how do you find the victims that they are violating? In the Playpen case, every week it was ran by uh, Chase. I think his name was Charles Chase. Anyway, uh, And he literally, what you had to do is violate a child, take a photograph of yourself and send it in to them every week. And they had an administrator to Photoshop it, to check it for Photoshopping to make sure you weren't a cop. And so every week, 215,000 kids around the world, at least, were violated. 
to make child pornography, you need a child. And to make it pornography, you have to violate that child. And that was going on. So what happened is they developed, and this was Microsoft. It is free for any cybersecurity organization. You can't just get it as a private organization. But if you're law enforcement and or a major cybersecurity organization, and they will scan the images going on out there looking for, in this case, the image of a naked or violated person under the age of 18. Now, I have not seen any recently released data by NECMEC, National Center for Missing Exploited Children, but there were over 200 million photos that they had scraped, and that's more than a year ago. So they're probably well over 300 million at this point. So they, uh, this has enabled law enforcement to track down child pornographers all over the world. So this is a good use of it because basically what will happen is they go out, they they look for that image, and then they begin to assimilate and put together, you know, how many other of that, that victim's image do you have? It's a way of if you begin to put together the images of the victim, it's a way of finding if the, how many pedophiles looked at that particular photo. But there's also a way to run the IP address and find out where that particular child pornographer accessed that photo. And so this is the reason why if you're following million kids on Facebook, you will see on average at least one child pornographer that is caught per day. And that is because of these algorithms that are going out and being ran on every email, every Dropbox. The kids will go, does it get Snapchat? And I go, really? What you have on Snapchat? <laughs> yes, it gets Snapchat. It'll get live streaming, too. And so what will happen here is this has been going on now for about eight years as they have found a way to go through and find those photos, manipulate the data, see how many other pedophiles are looking at it and where that pedophile lives. And then they began to send it out to the local officers and they began to build a case for that. So that is a way of using an algorithm to sort through a database. By the way, Ashton Kushner with Thorn is a leading organization. Now, I have no connection to them. I'm, I wouldn't know if I met them on the street. I do admire them. People ask, do I know about them? Yeah, I'm jealous. They have a lot of money, and I don't. <laughs> you know, I'm not a movie star. I'm just not that pretty. But anyway, but yes, I'm proud of Ashton Kushner to use his millions to change the life and develop this technology and provide it out to law enforcement. So that is one way to find child uh, pedophilia and to be able to solve it. Now, this will be taken to a whole new level with law enforcement. You will have webcams in the future right on the on the uh, the law enforcement on their, um, I can't even think what you think, but those uh, bulletproof vests, they'll have cameras in there so that as they're talking to you, they're recording the activity. They need to do that for their own protection because there's a lot of people who want to prosecute a cop. But on top of that, th- this will reach a level where if your photo is in there as a child pornographer or as a child sex offender, that camera will record it and it'll automatically lock onto it and send a report back to that officer. Now, this isn't going on yet, but I'm telling you, this is how it's going to be used in the future so that they know immediately. They don't have to go to their car and run a 
run a background check, they will know immediately if you're if you're a law a person that did that. Already, just like Google Maps, law enforcement will cruise parking lots of airports and motels and like that and run and scan thousands of license plates to see if that might be a stolen vehicle or a vehicle that's involved in a kidnapping or or some sort of crime. So they're already using artificial intelligence in that way. Now, this is going to get kind of crazy. I was reading an article here that is posted on my website. Big Brother is watching you. China installs the world's most advanced video surveillance system with over 20 million artificial intelligence equipped street cams. Now, some of that's coming to America on there in the name of security. They have over 20 million cutting-edge security cameras in what is to believe, be believed to be the world's most advanced surveillance systems. It is equipped with artificial intelligence. It's part of the Skynet operation in their anti-corruption program aimed to track down fugitives. Such technology can identify a pet, pedestrian or a motorist, which can help policemen in their search for criminals. And then I started reading this and how secure, how uh, sophisticated it is. They're saying the new technology can identify a person's age, gender, color of clothes. It can also scan on vehicles and identify types and colors. Uh, it literally will post this real time and capture it on a screen if they find something that they consider to be something that would fall under the uh, realm of being a crime. So it can provide GPS tracking and facial recognition to help locate the criminals in here. A signal will alarm to the police uh, if the police in the recognition matches any criminals in the database. So China already has this going. Uh, In China, it started to use facial recognition to catch jaywalkers. I'll be in prison. (laughs) If they're after me, man, I jaywalk all the time. I always look and take a shortcut so I can get one more thing done. But anyway, the new surveillance system has had feared the citizens that the technology was used to monitor their daily lives. Why are there so many child abductors around if Skynet is really working, someone writes in. We don't have any privacy anymore under the watch of the Chinese government. Hey, I got news for you, folks. The idea of privacy on the Internet is a folly. I share that with kids. We need to make that documentary so our kids understand. When I talk to our kids, I say, who owns the Internet? Nobody, if nobody owns the internet, is it private? No, it's not private. If it's not private, why would you send a naked photo on it? Where do naked photos go? You talk and think like an American with the rights to privacy and First and Fourth Amendment. The internet is not called the U.S. web. It is called the World Wide Web. There is zero. There is minus 10, (laughs) minus 1,000. There is no privacy. You will never have privacy. Every inch of your body will be available through artificial intelligence. So we've got to start to adjust our thinking and prepare our children to live in a world with no privacy. But they also need to understand because they're using real live emotions and real live relationship judgment to build new judgment on the global worldwide web with people they have not met and will never meet. 
We must take that on. This is Opal Singleton. It's Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. If you are interested in real estate in America's largest city or anywhere, be sure to listen for Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco. Although our focus is on Manhattan and other real estate markets in and around New York City, we'll have plenty of information that will help you successfully buy, sell, and close a transaction no matter where you are in the world. Good Morning New York Real Estate with Vince Rocco can be heard every Tuesday at 9 a.m. in New York, 6 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back. We are talking about how to use artificial intelligence for good. It is a real reality of our lives, so we might as well learn to use it for good. Um, This headline is uh, 
a headline about Homeland Security. It's called DHS is using facial recognition technology to help rescue victims of child exploitation. So DHS using facial recognition technology to help rescue victims of child exploitation. By the way, DHS and Homeland Security gets a bad rap because of all the border crisis that is going on right now. But I'm going to tell you, those folks are my heroes. They are amazing people. They have Internet Crimes Against Children, ICAC, I-C-A-C, Internet Crimes Against Children. They are amazing, and they are some of the best law enforcement efforts in America, and they don't get enough recognition. This article says that uh, it's written by Tasha Chapelet-Lanier, it's obviously French, and I'm probably screwing it up. Anyway, the Department of uh, HSI here is developing and testing facial recognition algorithms to help scour through images of child exploitation found on the Internet and dark web. It's called the Child Exploitation Image Analytics. Child Child Exploitation Image Analytics And basically what is happening is they gather up a huge amount of graphic images. Now, what happens in child pornography, it's very difficult to go after because that means that human beings have to look at those images. Now, I'm going to tell you by accident when I was working uh, trying to find uh, uh, prostitution and commercial sex activity around a Super Bowl activity – where we were looking for images to support the FBI, uh, I happened to see an image of child pornography. Now, I've studied child pornography cases for years by the thousands, probably tens of thousands, but I had never actually seen the image. And by accident, I saw the image. And it will be a life-changing experience if you're a normal human being. Um, These are graphic and violent and, you know, Uh, toddlers being raped and uh, newborns. It's just uh, enough to make you vomit. Many times it's a six or seven-year-old child, and it's just really, really awful. Anyway, so what has happened is Homeland Security has come up with artificial intelligence to see the photo, collect it, automatically analyze it, and do a facial recognition, And then began to match it to other photos. This is very important because when you follow my site on Facebook, you'll see that they'll arrest, you know, a hundred or a thousand child pornographers, but very few of the children are found and rescued. It's just a a, a Herculean task to find out because they're all over the world hidden in the backwoods of some Filipino shack somewhere or maybe uh, a poor little mobile home somewhere out in uh, Southern California, and you cannot find that child. But this algorithm will be able to sort through, match the images, find the children that are the most highly sold and violated, the photos that are out there. And then they can test some of the various facial recognition programs on data sets that are seized for child pornography so that they can begin to develop the algorithm to go after this. They expect these technologies to help find investigative leads that would otherwise be missed due to the sheer bulk of data and human limitations. Used elsewhere, facial recognition algorithms draw scrutiny for invasion of privacy 
But this is one area where people will look the other way. I also have an article on my Facebook. We're starting to run out of time here, but on my Facebook page and the announcement on this where they use it to end sex trafficking. In this case, uh, the U.S. Institute Against Human Trafficking launched a pilot program for down in Florida where they scrape, uh, use scraping technology to obtain phone numbers of sites selling sex across Tampa. And then what they do is they directly link to the cell phones of the individuals who are being sold for sex and are using them to communicate with that person that's, that's being sold for sex to tell them how to get out of the life. They have now done this to over 10,000 phone numbers, and they began to do a mass blocking of those numbers, phone numbers and websites, to encourage the people to get out of the industry and also make it difficult for the sex buyer to be able to reach them. They've had about a 13% response rate. They've also done this to go after the sex buyer down in uh, Florida, The number of sex buyers in this area is significant, and so what they did is they did intercept bots that use a diversionary message. In other words, it places fake ads on site selling sex when a potential buyer texts the number listed. A computer begins a discussion with him that collects personal information about him and then reveals its identity in an attempt to send them a message to dissuade them from using these sites. So it's a way that is identifying a sex buyer and then going in there and telling them, look, you know, this is serious, this is dangerous, what you're doing, please think about it and don't do it. Well, my name is Opal Singleton. This show is brought to you by Million Kids. I'd appreciate it that if you're with us and you're following this show and if it's helpful, please share it at exploitedcrimes.com. They're all archived there. Share it, download it, whatever. But more important, I need to raise money to keep all this going. I need to raise money to keep and uh, sponsor these shows and get out there. I need to raise money for a documentary. I so much appreciate each and every one of you that support our work. We have programs where we literally uh, do and help get the girl off the street using law enforcement and and providing her the funding, not direct funding, but access to resources so she can get off site. We also train tens of thousands of kids in school, but more important, we actually want to make a documentary to stop this. I hope that if you don't know a whole lot about this, you will go to millionkids.org and order Seduce the Grooming of America's Teenagers and also Societal Shift, a World Without Borders, a Home Without Walls. I, we need to educate you and we need to educate kids all over the earth. This simply does not have to happen. There is no reason a teenager should be being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo because we're too cheap to invest in educating our kids on how the Internet is made. I'd ask you to think about that. If you're willing, go to meandkids.org and hit donate and help us fund this work. We so much appreciate it. My name is Opal Singleton. You can write to me at Opal, O-P-A-L, at million, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. That's Opal at millionkids.org. I'd ask you to share this show, think about it, educate yourself, get involved, and let's change this world. Never again should another child ever be sexually exploited 
because they did not understand how the Internet worked. We're at the end of the show, folks. You have a great week, and we'll see you next Thursday morning at 7 a.m. California time. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week. We'll be right back.